Welcome to the Elisa Childers podcast, where we equip Christians to identify the core beliefs of historic Christianity, discern its counterfeits, and proclaim the gospel with clarity, kindness, and truth. And we are going to continue to do that even while I'm on sabbatical and not recording full-length episodes until after the new year. But as we were going through some old content, we realized that there were some posts that only went out to a select group of listeners. And many of you, if you've been following the podcast for the past two or three years, have not heard heard these posts. And these are short answers to tough theological and apologetics questions. So we're going to be bringing a new one to you every day during sabbatical. Here's today's. It's no secret that biblical literacy is at an all-time low. This is not surprising given that cultural trends show many people leaving Christianity for atheism and many others embracing a spiritual but not religious mindset. You probably can't fool the average Christian into thinking that the Bible says God helps those who help themselves or cleanliness is next to godliness. But there are some common facts and stories that regularly make their way into sermons, Bible studies, and conversations among otherwise biblically literate Christians. Here are six facts you think are in the Bible, but aren't. Number one, Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. Undoubtedly, one of the most important figures in the New Testament is Mary Magdalene. She was a friend of Jesus, one of the faithful who stayed by him during his crucifixion, and the first person to whom Jesus appeared after his resurrection. From historical art pieces to the rock opera Jesus Christ Superstar, to the best-selling book The Da Vinci Code, to modern movies and television, she is almost always portrayed as a former prostitute. There is one problem with this assumption. The Bible never identifies her as such. It's difficult to determine where this faulty characterization came from, but it was most likely from a confused reading of Luke 7, 36 through 50. This passage describes a sinful woman who breaks a jar of expensive perfume on Jesus' feet, wipes them with her hair, and kisses them. Although the Bible never gives the woman's name or even implies it is Mary, the two women have become conflated throughout church history. Mary definitely had a rough past. She was delivered of seven demons, according to Luke 8, 1 through 3. However, of the 12 times she is mentioned in the Gospels, not one suggests that she was a prostitute. Number two, Satan was the worship leader in heaven. If you grew up in church and went to youth group, you most likely heard this one somewhere along the way. The problem is that it isn't in the Bible. This misunderstanding probably comes from Ezekiel 28.13, in which the king of Tyre, whom many theologians believe is describing Satan, is characterized as being covered with many precious stones and gold. The New King James Version mentions timbrels and pipes as well, although the exact meaning of this text is a bit uncertain. There are only a few passages of scripture that are believed to describe Satan, and this is the only one that mentions what might be interpreted as musical instruments. Although Satan is described as being the anointed cherub and the model of perfection before his fall, there is no reason to assume he was a musician, let alone the worship leader in heaven. Number three, Jesus was born in a stable. I know, I know, now I'm messing with virtually every Christmas pageant, greeting card, and nativity scene you've encountered since childhood, but there's that pesky little fact that the Bible doesn't actually mention a stable or a cave as early church tradition suggests. The second chapter of Luke tells us that there was no room at the inn. 
The Greek word that we translate as in in English can also be translated as guest room. In fact, Jesus uses the same word in Luke 22:11 in reference to the upper room, the site of the Last Supper. The Bible mentions that Jesus was laid in a manger, a type of feeding trough for animals. So it had to be a stable, right? Actually, it would have been customary for Mary and Joseph to stay with Joseph's relatives in Bethlehem rather than an inn. With the guest room occupied, Jesus was probably born on the lower level of the house where animals were brought in at night to be kept safe and warm. Number four, Moses was a stutterer. Much ink has been spilled over whether or not Moses had a stutter or some other kind of speech impediment, or if he was, in fact, quite a profoundly talented orator. This speculation all revolves around Exodus 4.10, in which Moses questions his own competency. O my Lord, I am not eloquent, either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and of tongue." We must bear in mind that Moses was expressing his own insecurity, not necessarily reflecting the reality of his abilities. In fact, just prior to his death at the hands of an angry mob, the martyr Stephen described Moses as mighty in his words and deeds in Acts 7.22. Good cases can be made on both sides, but the Bible never explicitly states that Moses was a stutterer. Number five, Jesus was 33 years old when he died. You've probably always believed that Jesus was born in the year 1 AD, but this is based on a mistake scholars made when they originally came up with the BC-AD system. Matthew 2.1 tells us that Jesus was born during the reign of Herod the Great, but Herod died in 4 BC, so Jesus would have been born before that, somewhere between 6 and 4 BC. This made him at least four years old by the year 1 AD. The Bible doesn't actually state that Jesus was precisely 33 years old when he died. The age of 33 is often assumed because Luke 3.23 tells us that Jesus was about 30 years old when he started his ministry, which could be rounded down from anywhere in his early to mid-30s. Most scholars agree that he died in 30 or 33 AD and that his ministry lasted about three and a half years, so he was probably somewhere between 36 and 39 when he actually died. Number six. Jesus changed Saul's name to Paul. From time to time throughout biblical history, God changed people's names. For example, he renamed Abram as Abraham and Jacob as Israel. Jesus changed Simon's name to Peter. Sometimes in sermons and Bible studies, it is noted that Jesus changed Saul, the persecutor's name, to Paul, the apostle, as some kind of a symbolic declaration of Paul's new status in God's kingdom. However, that's not quite how it happened. Spoiler alert, it wasn't Jesus who changed Saul's name, it was Luke. The physician, meticulous historian, and writer of the Gospel of Luke and Acts is the one responsible for first referring to Saul as Paul. Jesus did say, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? When Saul was on his way to Damascus in Acts 9-4. But Acts 13-13 is the first time the new name is used. And Luke notes in Acts 13.9 that Saul is also sometimes called Paul. In other words, Luke didn't actually change the name. Saul and Paul were used interchangeably to describe the same man. Saul was derived from the Old Testament Saul, the first king of Israel, and Paul was simply his Greek name. It's likely that Luke switched to using the Greek name Paul once Paul's ministry among primarily Greek-speaking Gentiles began. What other facts are often misattributed to the Bible? Please comment below.
you enjoyed listening to this blog post, you can sign up to receive my weekly posts by email by going to alisachilders.com and clicking the subscribe button, or simply subscribe to the Alisa Childers podcast on iTunes. 